You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Better Man Podcast. My name's Adam Tarno. Today on the podcast, Marvin Walker. Marvin is the lead pastor of the South Dallas Campus Watermark Community Church here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we are going to talk about something that's relevant to all men. Um, Not all men are planting and starting new churches, but all men have experienced opposition, people treating us poorly, people accusing us of things, people being unkind to us, people dragging our name through the mud. Uh, We've all experienced something like that at some point in our life, especially as followers of Jesus, um, that that's going to happen sooner or later. Somebody is going to not understand our intent and believe the worst about us. And what do we do in those situations? Uh, That is one way that we can emulate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the way we react to those who oppose us. Marvin has been given plenty of opportunities to do this, and he's going to share that story uh, with us here on today's podcast. It's going to be a great example for us and a great encouragement to us that do go through these seasons of our life where we feel like there's more opposition uh, facing us than we would prefer. So enjoy my conversation with Marvin Walker. Marvin Walker, welcome to the Better Man Podcast. Good to have you here today. Man, I'm happy, excited, thrilled actually to be here. Thank yes. you for having me. You're sitting in Chris Harper's seat. So okay. Chris, Chris listening, he's going to tell you to take care of that seat. That's where he warm. usually sits. I'll keep it warm, Chris. I sure <laughs> You're will. keep it warm sure for him. Will. I love that. Yes. He's going to love to know that. Yeah. We don't do a lot of the guests in studio. So I always like having guys in studio uh, hey. to talk because it just feels like a normal conversation. Sometimes when we're on Zoom. It's all that latency and delay and all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm glad to be here in person sitting across from you. So you come to us. So part of the reason you're in studio is because you're here in the DFW area where I am right now. So you grew up Southern California. I did. Weber State? Weber State. Weber State. In Utah. In Utah. So you went from California to Utah. Yep. And Uh, then got engaged to my now wife of nine years and came to Dallas. Okay. And you came here for a job, right? Didn't start in full-time ministry? Didn't start in full-time ministry. So got engaged, got married, moved to Dallas, was with the Fortune 500 company and uh, stayed with them through April of 2018 and then jumped into full-time ministry. Okay. And then did you jump in full-time with Watermark in the South Dallas campus or were you doing something else in between? I, in 2018, after starting at Dallas Theological Seminary, jumped in at Northwest Bible Church. Oh, yeah. So I was serving and doing ministry there and then I started with Watermark in 2021. Okay. That's awesome. So um, those in the DFW area that are listening are probably familiar with Watermark Community Church. Lots of guys have been on the podcast from there. That's where I, I was on staff there for a long time. Yeah. And so Watermark, like a lot of these bigger mega churches was starting multiple campuses and uh one of the campuses they started was down there in south dallas and so uh so you had inherited that or they brought you on to help lead that's correct that campus and i was on staff at the time when we were looking at that um you know that new adventure and Mm -hmm. and trying to take some ground in that area and our expectations were very high when mm-hmm. we were like, this is so amazing. We're going to be able to go and start a church down there. And it was pretty quickly that those expectations changed or, or we realized they were going to be unmet. Definitely. Right. There yeah. was some opposition and some, um, we just weren't met with as much fanfare as we were maybe expecting. Like when we started our Plano campus or oh, Fort yeah. Worth campus. Oh yeah. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think that'll set up where we're going to go today in the conversation we're going to have. I mean, the, the building was purchased in 2019. I wasn't thought of. But in, two, in 2021, when I was engaged to be a part of the South Dallas campus, uh, I quickly learned that the building that was purchased was and is a historic middle school in South Dallas. And mm-hmm. what that school 
being at one time the only middle school in all of South Dallas. Wow. And the community enjoys it and loves it so much. It's named after a historic woman, Pearl C. Anderson. And yeah, we come in, you know, purchase the school and there was some opposition. Yeah. There was um, people that wanted to be engaged more than they felt like they were. Yep. And now at this point, we are just kind of rebuilding the trust yep. that was lost. And uh, part of that is us having a service at 3 p.m. on Sundays and not in conflict with any other churches that are gathering at 9, 10, 11, or 12. Oh, that's good. You know, so we gather in the afternoon and are there to engage the unchurched, the de-churched, yep. those in that neighborhood in South Dallas that really isn't nearby too many other churches, but yep. we're linking arms with the community, with other churches. And I'm spending a lot of time with the ministers and community leaders there, just learning from them. So yeah. we're, uh, we're two years in now, uh, still building trust, engaging people and loving them and learning constantly. And, uh, I've just been doing a lot of listening as I've been leading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which was different. I mean, you, you talked about before we hit record that you uh, went to Dallas theological seminary and, um, I, I spent a couple years there as well. Some of this type of stuff is not in that curriculum, right? Not whatsoever. Not yeah. at all. And not so this all. is stuff we just got to get out there and learn. So I was a part of some church plants back in the late 90s in Atlanta, and I would say we were met with just indifference, mm-hmm. right? We were, it was like, oh, you're another church? Why, why another church? Mm-hmm. You know, so there was a lot of indifference. And so been a part of starting some ministries over on some college campuses that, again, just kind of indifferent. Nobody was really opposed or mad at us. Mm. Um, and so I would imagine that's a different skill set that you've got to learn and and just some different things oh, to, to go through with all that. I mean, you, you want to come in with ideas, but yeah. I've been sitting on couches and engaging the community, just the people that have been there a long time, hearing from them, what is it that you would want to see started in a building that you went to school in, things that you would want to see uh, a church in your community do, and uh, just listening instead of coming with all the ideas and making a big splash, that would have not been a win whatsoever. So a lot of listening and just receiving what the people in the community, they've been in their entire lives hearing what they would want the yeah. pudding. Yeah, which you're exactly right. It is such a different way. It's not that entrepreneurial way, which is, hey, we've got the shiny new object. Look at this. This not is amazing. All. I got all, all these great ideas. Yeah. That wouldn't have been it. Yeah. yeah. So this is obviously going to be a little bit of a sen- sensitive subject to talk about with this as well, but mm-hmm. um, not everybody, like there's been some unkind things. Like oh, yeah. you, You've experienced some unkindness uh, yeah. there in the midst of that. And that's really what I want to talk about today, because I think... You know, not not all the men that are listening to this podcast have gone into a community to plant a church, and and it was met with unmet expectations and some opposition. We all haven't faced that situation, right? But the situation we all have faced is uh, unmet expectations and met with opposition, maybe in our families, or mm-hmm. maybe in our neighborhoods, or maybe at work, mm-hmm. where we have some people that we're we're coming in well meaning, with good intentions to try to love people serve people, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, disciple people. We want to do so much good, right? Mm -hmm. And our our hearts are in the right spot, but it's met with opposition and unkindness at times. Not Mm -hmm. everybody, but at times. And so what has been just some of the ways that you've had to prepare yourself to deal with some of those situations and and how have you been trying to respond? Yeah. As you talk about the gospel uh, in a workplace, in a family, in a neighborhood, we all got to remember that Second Timothy 3.12 talks about indeed hmm. all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. It doesn't matter where you're at or what you're doing or who you are. If you do desire to live this godly life, the promise, and we like promises, yeah. <laughs> this one is persecution. Hmm. So I've had to understand whether that be 
in my house, in my ministry, wherever it is that I am, this is something I'm going to experience regardless. So, you know, one of the things that I've done knowing that this is a sensitive topic because certain things have been thrown at me by name or family has been, you know, smeared in yeah. certain ways it is, and it's, it's hurtful. Yeah. And it, it, but I have to bring those things to the Lord and also have to bring those things to other people and men that are around me. So I'm not living isolated in the midst of persecution. Yep. Um, there's been times where things have been put on my wife mm. and I'm like, hold on. It's, it's, it's me that's doing this. You yeah. know, she's my helpmate, but don't bring her into it. Yeah. But that's just a part of the opposition, a part yeah. of the persecution. If you desire to do this with the gospel, the enemy, Satan is going to find a way to try to make you quit. You know, try to sift you out, try to remove you from your call, all of that. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you are. The promise is indeed you're going to be persecuted. That's a good word. And so, I I mean, that's one of the first steps with all of this is not being surprised when this happens, because this is, it's like, it's right there, right? It's right there that this is going to happen, which again, you know, a lot of us here in America don't experience that persecution. We think that's oftentimes something that happens somewhere else in the world, right? right? Where uh, maybe, maybe Christianity isn't as popular as it is here in the States, but, but this is happening right here, right here in DFW, uh, in the midst of it. And yeah. so, so like the, the control of the emotions in the midst of that. So if somebody is saying something hurtful to you or starting to bring your family yeah. into this, t- talk me through that. Yeah. This is where you have to have scripture written on your heart. I mm-hmm. just don't know uh, how it could be done outside of just being rooted and grounded in Christ because there's been times when I have been in the flesh and have to be reminded of the fruit of the spirit Mm. and having self-control is a part of that. Those bookends are love and self-control. And Mm. if somebody's looking at me and a lot of times they have been, they've been on the phone too. uh, I got to remember to walk in love Mm. and have self-control in how I respond. I'm called to John 13, love them in everything I do. So it's those things that have helped me Adam and just, being reminded, even if it's my wife, even if it's my kids, even if it's my team, the church that God has called me to lead, have self-control in how I respond. And in that, we've seen people in the community that we're in turn, really God's transforming their hearts right. and become members of the church. Yeah, you know. So as difficult as, as it is, when you do walk in the spirit yeah. and not the flesh, yeah. we get to see victory. Yeah. So... I mean, you, you grew up as a football player, played football in college. Yes. Um, I would imagine that, uh, somebody does something and you can harness that energy and it, and it's very, <laughs> it's met with cheers and accolades and you get a sticker for your helmet, yes. right? When you lack some self-control in yes. some ways, right? Yes. He's getting me riled up in here. I'm trying to calm That's down. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to calm down right now. I really am. So I would imagine, and again, just tell me if I'm wrong. If somebody is is saying something offensive to you like that or being unkind, like there's mm-hmm. a part of you that has been trained to respond, <laughs> right? You're so it's, right. You're so right. But in those moments, I cannot have the football mentality. That's right. I have to have the mind of Christ. Yes. And that isn't, you know, retaliating, hitting them. Those are the things of the flesh. Yeah. So I'll ask a lot of questions in the midst of those moments to somebody and what they believe Mm -hmm. about me, about the church. And ultimately if they're believers, it's easy to ask them what they believe about God's word. There you go. And that just brings me down. Okay. Way down. Yeah. Instead of retaliating to what they said, that was hurtful. Yeah. uh, I'm asking them questions and just some choosing to walk in the spirit and not walk in, 
pads and a helmet. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Which, yeah, when you when you were hitting people before, it was exactly. in pads and helmet, which exactly. is just different. Yeah. But I, I like that picture because obviously, if we think about you know we think about masculinity and just what what does that mean, and we'll get the images of the MMA fighter, the football player. Um, the athlete that's out there, you know, filled with so much rage and energy mm-hmm. and moving in, a, in another direction. Christ through the Gospels gives us a little bit more of the example of what you're talking about, Marvin, of this other side of masculinity that you're having to learn mm. how to um, how to be, right? So yeah. what you're doing, those responses when you're asking questions and you're listening and you're not responding in kind, mm-hmm. um, it, like that's that's just as masculine as what was happening on the football field. Amen. That's yeah. true. One of the things we were focusing on with our men in South Dallas was uh, that verse in 1 Corinthians 16, uh, verses 13 to 14, that is talking about act like men in the middle of the verse. That's and right. it's just saying, hey, first be watchful, and you got to do that as men. You also got to stand firm in the faith. And then it says act like men, but then be strong. And that's not a, a deadlifting or a bench press strong. That's <laughs> that's being strong in the Lord. Yeah. And then let everything you do be done in love. Yep. Like this is a verse that defines what a man after God's heart that's is good. about. So. Yeah. So tell me if you would agree with this. So th- some of the realizations I'm having, so I'm as I'm aging, right? So I'm, I'm 48 mm-hmm. um, and as I'm getting older, uh, I had a realization the other day that like for most of my life, maybe from like age 25 until recently, I feel like some of my main goals have been to try to bring as much ease and comfort into my life, mm. right? Like I'm looking for to make things easier and more efficient and smoother and all this kind of stuff. And and what I realize is it's made not only a soft body, but it's also led to almost like a hard heart mm. and just realizing I need to reverse that, right? That like... I want my heart to be soft and I want my body to be strong, mm-hmm. right? And good, and starting to to look at what produces strength. So you you talked about the weight room, and mm-hmm. so the weight room we know that I mean such a overused illustration, but it's so right when you're doing hard things that makes you strong, mm-hmm. and strength is good, especially mm-hmm. as a guy that's starting to get older. I'm like I think I need strength. I want to be able. To, I was talking with a guy at a party last night. I'm like. And I just want to be able to stand up and sit down the rest of my life, right? Like, I just <laughs> simple want, things. Yeah, simple yeah, things. Like, yeah. I want to like to be able to walk, yeah. uh, carry groceries for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I think I need to keep working on getting strong. Yeah. And strength is something that I need to value. But strength doesn't come through easy things. That's right. W- That's would right. you say? So, it's a long way of just asking you a question. It's not a way of me to brag that I'm I'm uh, in the weight room. It's a way for me to ask you a question of like. Would you say that Marvin Walker here in June or July of 23 is stronger than Marvin Walker that started in in 21? Like, Mm. would you say you're stronger? I would because I have had to endure things. And that's the opposite of comfort. That's right. You know, and even in enduring things a hard way, even moments that have brought me to tears, Mm. I've watched other men in South Dallas that have lifted my arms, that have mm-hmm. pulled me out of hard meetings and just let me sit down and would just speak scripture over me. Yeah. So even in the midst of the endurance and the hard and the heavy and the persevering, and this is, I can't go anymore, but I have to go more and all of that. There's people that God has raised up. Chuck Adair, Berlin the Fall, Jelani Rainey, the list goes on yeah. that have just given me a space to sit and would just let me weep. Because it's hard. Yeah. Not dismissing yep. the, the enduring through hard and difficult seasons, 
but they would speak scripture over me and just refill my soul. That's right. So enduring is the complete opposite of comfort. That's right. And it will take you further. It will. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, when you're in the midst of the hard season, um, it doesn't help to know, well, I'm getting stronger, Mm -hmm. right? It, It doesn't help in the moment with the emotions and how difficult it is. But as we look back, as we go through these hard seasons, mm-hmm. we see that there is a fruit that's being produced. Not only is our is our character is, is Jesus and uh, forming our character, so the fruits of the Spirit are there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is just that ability to be resilient and to endure. And so when we face other hard obstacles, not if, but when they pop up, because they're going to pop up. That's right. Then it's yeah. just like, okay, been here, done that, right? Mm-hmm. That in some ways, I'm strong. I know, I know that I can make it through this. So you talked about uh, Berlin and Chuck. Chuck's been on the podcast before. Okay. Berlin's a, a friend of mine as well. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, and you talked about the other gentleman. I, yeah. I forget Jelani Rainey. Jelani, yeah. yeah. So talk about some of these men and what they've done for you. Uh, boots on the ground. How often are you talking to them? Yep. What What are they doing to help you right now? You know, I'm in this two year journey. I I talk to them weekly. Uh, Chuck is uh, helping lead in, in in teaching and with men in South Dallas. Berlin is bringing a creative element to things uh, service wise. He's sitting on people's couches. Jelani mm-hmm. Rainey is. Uh, jumping in with the youth in, in South Dallas in the high schools while his full-time job is being an engineer, but the Lord has given him a heart for ministry and he's now moved into the community. I mean, the list goes on from neighbors in South Dallas to even uh, the gentleman I report to here in, in North Dallas, John Cox. I mean, these are people that God has raised up to surround me, reminding me that I'm not called to do this alone. Like Exodus 18 yeah. tells all of us, yeah. don't do anything alone. And yeah. I am definitely not doing any of this. So there's, it, it is far from just Marvin doing this alone in South Dallas. There are uh, a slew of men and women right. that are carrying the load that are ministering to people that are spending one-on-one time that are investing in lives in South Dallas and just all around Dallas as God is bringing people from North to the South, from highways and byways just yep. to see what's going on yep. in a church that we're trying to be a church with services. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about like the Sunday services at three o'clock. Yeah. Uh, how would you split it up between the number of kids that show up and the number of adults? Like what, what are some average splits there? I would start with having just done uh, another membership class and having about 60 plus members. Come on. We have 20% of the people probably doing 80% of the work. Okay. Kids walk to the church from the community. Yep. And I mean, a lot of kids, we just had to get a church van to pick them up. It's getting hotter. Yeah. You know, so as we pick them up, there's still kids that are walking. And at the time, some of their parents aren't coming. Mm. So this is a focus for us kids and students wise to pay attention to as God is saying, hey, this is something I'm bringing to you. And the laborers and the workers are going to have to respond to this harvest. Yep. So, uh, yeah, 3 p.m., that's who's showing up first in between two and two thirty. The kids right. are kids are ready. They're early. They're, they're early, <laughs> waiting for church. And uh our volunteer meetings are still happening, but yeah, we have different kind of service going on for the sixth through twelfth graders and birth through fifth have their deal. Uh, the adults gather in the former cafeteria of yeah. Pearl C. Anderson, and that's where we are worshiping the Lord through song. We're getting in the word and just really having that Acts 2 moment where we're having all things in common and having a moment to be able to break out in, in groups and talk about what we just heard and from the word. Oh, we're, that's good. Yeah. We're going through the book of Acts and watching the church be birthed there as the Lord is birthing our church yeah. going from year two to year three now. Yeah. Uh, so we're taking things very slow and are really focusing on one another 
and the apostles' doctrine, breaking of bread, fellowship, awesome. prayer. So it's going through the book of Acts in a slow way to pull those principles out so we can live them out as a church. That's so cool. And yeah. so, yeah, even that 3 p.m. time gives you some freedom and flexibility. And obviously the size, which, I, you know, that is so great. I, I, I hope, uh, Marvin, there's going to be one day you look back and go, gosh, remember when it was like, 60 of us in this room and how nice that was we used to be able to break out and have conversations but oh yeah oh yeah so when the when the when the kids are showing up is there similar opposition or are they just showing up wide-eyed just going what you got they're showing up wide-eyed they're showing up you know ready to have fun ready to uh be received uh ready to learn ready to eat yeah you know we give them (laughs) snacks and all that good stuff so uh they're a thrill to be around and watching the lord uh just Prick their hearts and have them ask questions to volunteers. There's fruit, weekly fruit, yeah. uh, that we're hoping bears to just daily fruit and just transformed lives by Jesus Christ. That's you know, awesome. so uh, God is definitely using uh, all the volunteers. And we got a new kids coordinator named Jewel Blackwood okay. who has stepped in and is doing a fantastic job with all those kids. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, just a couple more things and then we'll let you get back to your day. So uh, the leadership productivity side of me, just the nerd side, wants to know. Like your your typical week, so how, how many couches are you sitting on, and how often are you like doing some of the church administration? You're meeting with the staff, you're preparing your message, you're thinking about yeah. creative stuff, what, whatever it is. Is there a typical for you on that? I, the typical that I can start with, Adam, is typically I'm thinking of how do I engage my wife first. There you go. And uh, how we are going to have a time of dating that week, how I'm going to be investing in my kids and doing something fun with them at five, three, and two. So my week usually starts with that. Uh, my week is involved with my community group. Uh, and also when it comes to just the, the role in uh, being the campus pastor at Watermark South Dallas, it, it does have couches uh, it has a lot of interruptions. I mean, people yeah. coming in from the community that have questions, whether, you know, from homeless to donors, mm. you know, uh, yeah. that that's a part of it, interruptions. Uh, so our, our building's going through a, a zoning change right now. So to be the church that we're hoping to be, to have Watermark Health in the building, okay. to have uh, some of the CDC initiatives, that's the Community Development Corporation of Watermark. Uh, so it, it's, it's a lot of meetings, uh, but it's also, of course, time with the Lord yep. and making sure my day is really just starting and ending on my knees, yep. asking the Lord to intervene in every single thing that I'm doing. Uh, so yes, team meetings, yes, one-on-ones with people on the team, one-on-ones with people from the body, uh, group meetings with people from the body, depending on what's going on, preparation for Sunday with a larger group of, uh, that includes some volunteers, uh, but uh, lunches with men, yeah. uh, lunches with the team, it, it just it varies. But I'm heavily involved in the South Dallas community in terms of sitting with the people and members that are coming from there so I can continue to learn because it's That's only right. been two years. Yeah. So I'm still fresh there. I like that. Yeah. Right. Because there, there would be some of us, especially in this instant culture, and I think maybe this is just an indictment on myself, be like, two years. I mean, what else can I learn? Yeah. Like, uh, but, but I love that you're saying that because that's probably my mentality is probably not the one that's going to lead to some success and real breakthroughs on people. Like, I love what you're saying. I'm trying to reestablish or, or I don't know if it's reestablish or just establish trust. Yeah. Right. Because it was such a tumultuous relationship in the very beginning. Yes. And I don't know if it really started with a lot of trust. And you're just one person at a time, yep. one conversation at a time, yep. trying to rebuild that. So um, what do you see men right now, just to encourage them, if they're failing or feel like they're struggling to love those who are uh, 
opposing them, unkind to them, mean to them, whatever word you want to use there. It's just yeah. not like what, what, how, how would you encourage men there in that? Fellas, I would want to encourage you with, with these words. I want you to be reminded, especially if, if you are in Christ, that you have a faithful God that has never, ever decided to give up on you so much so that the father, you know, sacrificed his son, gave his son uh, so that you could experience eternal life. And even if you're not in Christ, just beholding that truth right there from John three sixteen, you have a faithful God. And through that faithfulness, we ought to respond faithfully to those who aren't receiving us to hardships in our life. And we can go to a God that hears us. His ears are inclined to our prayers. He wants to respond to us, but we have to go to him with every little thing. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and then he'll direct your past. Bring everything to him. Even those moments when you are heavy or you got to go to the grocery store, bring everything to him. And you'll watch God faithfully respond to you. It's a promise. I know that enduring is difficult for us as men. Speaking directly to men, I know the, the broadness that the Lord has given us uh, in our shoulders to carry more, uh, even if we do have co-heirs and our helpmates. Mm. Don't stop. Don't give up. Continue to endure. Don't let up. Keep your foot on the gas. Lead faithfully. And watch the Lord intervene and show up in the midst of whatever it is that you've got going on. But bring it all to him. Don't stop. I love that. That's awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, Marvin, this has been great. Uh, you're living this out. So this isn't just a like, oh, I read a book on this and academically here's how I would how I would do this. I mean, this is this is stuff you're living out every day. Um, I told you when you walked into my office here, I was like, I've heard a lot about you. Your reputation precedes you. And that's a really good thing, right? Because there's Praise a lot of God. guys where the reputation precedes them. And it's like, oh, that ain't, that yeah, ain't a good thing. I but, know what you mean, man. Uh, man, so keep it up. Keep it up. You are such an encouragement to so many of us. I told you my wife was jealous that I was interviewing you today. She wanted to be here. Um, and so uh, there's people cheering you on. You know you're being prayed for. Yeah. And thanks so much for encouraging the men here on the Better Man Podcast today. I'm grateful to be here. All right, brother. Well, Marvin, thank you so much for jumping on the Better Man podcast with us today. If you guys want to get in touch with him, you can go to watermark.org, select the South Dallas campus, and there's a way that you can reach out to him, um, even if it's just to encourage him, (laughs) just to cheer him on. Uh, More importantly, what we can do is we can pray for Marvin and all the other pastors around the world that are dealing with opposition in their local culture. Uh, Marvin's not alone. He'd be the first to tell you that. He's not the only pastor that's going through some hard times like that in the community in which he's trying to love and to serve. So let's pray for our pastors, um, especially those that are facing opposition. Uh, That's all we got for today on the Better Man Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time.